Good evening, everybody. We are going to continue our study of the book of Proverbs. I know I took a few days off, guys. I had a few things to do in my personal life, okay? You know, we're coming off of celebrating the holidays. I hope that you guys had a good holiday, a good new year, and I hope that your first week or so of the new year has started off great, okay? We're going to continue in the book of Proverbs, chapter 8. Do of not wisdom cry, and understanding put her put her forth her voice. She standeth in the top of the high places, by the way of the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools. Be ye of an understanding heart. Here I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing froric or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth, and right to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell in prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. <clears throat> I want you guys to circle prudence. Remember, I know I forgot to tell you guys, I want you to grab your writing tools with you. I just grabbed a Sharpie, so you know, you can't use that, right? I mean, you could, but it's going to stain through to the other page. So I got my wonderful blue hi highlighter here. I want you to highlight prudence, okay? And that's uh, chapter 8, verse verses, it's verse 12, okay? Highlight prudence. I like that. And also, underline witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance. And the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Now, remember, I told you guys when we were studying the uh, earlier chapters in the book of Proverbs, you know, when people say, well, you're supposed to love everything. No, that's not the truth. There's certain behaviors and way of thinking that you can actually hate. Hate just means to passionately dislike something. You detest it. You loathe it. OK, so what wisdom here is saying is, as we can see, you see the wisdom. We're going to pause right here. You can see wisdom is at certain openings in places. You notice that she's at the city gates. She's at doors. So, you know, when people say a door of opportunity, they're also at that door of opportunity or any doors in your life. There is wisdom there speaking to you. There's some type of wisdom there that is speaking to you. And you notice it says, I wisdom. It is embodying wisdom as wisdom as being an entity. Okay. This is a, a, a personality of a, a spiritual nature that is speaking. Okay. And telling you, what's in her mouth, how she speaks, and the thing that she hates, okay? So if a person says they're walking in wisdom, in verse 13, it says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy. Now, we know that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. So you've already been gone in wisdom. You fear the Lord. It means to have a reverence for him. We have reverential fear of him, Okay. All right. It's not fear like, oh, he's going to hurt. It's just reverential fear. You know, it's a sign of respect. It's a sign of paying homage, a sign of humbling ourselves. 
right? To something that's much, much more powerful than ourselves. So after you have that beginning of wisdom, which is the fear of the Lord, it should it should kind of morph and continue to grow and evolve into to hate evil and pride and arrogancy and the evil way. There's a way, right? And the flower mouth doeth I hate. See that? Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, even all judges of the earth. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. That's verse 18. Go ahead and highlight durable riches, okay? You can have riches and you can have durable riches. I love that. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold. And my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the passive judgment. That I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. And I will feel their treasures. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. Before his works of old, I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or even the earth was. That means wisdom was here before the earth. I mean, this is powerful. Okay, I want to keep reading, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and put a check by that or a little asterisk, a little star by verse 23. That is deep right there. That is really deep, okay? When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was brought forth, while as yet he hath not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the ground of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when the, he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the fountains of the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable parts of the earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are them that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and refuse not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me, wrong of his own soul, all they that hate me love death. Wow. Wow. So there's a cost. We're going we gonna to title this one, A Cost of Hating. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I told you guys, I've read Proverbs several times. And it seemed like different phases in my life as the kids get older. And as I get older and I'm seeking out wisdom more, you know, it says we're supposed to embrace her as our kinsmen. So we're calling in wisdom. We're seeking wisdom. When we seek her, we will find her. And it also shows us that wisdom has gates. And there is a cost to hating. She says that anybody that hates me loves death. 
because I, she brings, she says, I bring life and righteousness. Okay. This is so beautiful. And again, I like to cite my sources, not to sound like a broken record, but I think that's very important. I do not like to take anybody else's intellectual property. Um, if I do quote something, I don't remember where it's from. You guys can always Google it. Okay. You can always Google it. And then that way you'll know where it came from. But a lot of the times I like to cite my sources where I get other sources of information. Okay. We just read Proverbs chapter eight. It was power packed. It seemed like it was uh, starting with wisdom showing how she approaches things. Wisdom is very vocal. Okay. Wisdom is very vocal, but she's vocal at key points we can see. Okay. That's how it kind of starts out. And then it goes into to talk about the things that wisdom has. Wisdom has a revenue. Her revenue is above gold and silver. If you think about it, gold and silver, which we do use as revenue, right? You can sell gold and sell silver. You can buy gold, buy silver, and you have lots of money, okay? Or you have a little bit of money, depending on how much you have, but you get my drift, okay? So gold and silver are natural elements of this earth. Wisdom told you further in that chapter that she was here before the earth was even founded. Wisdom also told you that she was right there brought up with the Lord. That's what it tells you there. Okay. And wisdom also tells you she was here before he decreed to the waters because the Lord decreed things to the water. So he decreed to the waters that they should not go against his commandments. He has command over all of the elements here because he created them. But before he created all of the elements, the things that you see here in this earth, this planet that they call earth. Okay. She was here before that. Think about how deep that is. I'm going to let that soak in a little bit. That is really, really deep right there. That's real deep. So let's go to Bible rap, okay? And we're going to dig a little bit into this a little bit more. Um, I'm going to be reading a Bible rap and also Bible hub, okay? And if you guys are like, well, I could do this on my own, I, by all means, go ahead. Again, I'm not a minister. I'm not a, a preacher, a pastor. I'm, I don't call myself a prophet. I am a woman, uh, a, a single mom that is seeking out more wisdom. Okay, I'm a person just like you guys. I don't put myself above you. Okay, I'm not, not beneath you. But I do humble myself to esteem you higher than me. Okay, and if at any time something sounds like, oh, I don't know, what the, I don't think so. Be like the Bereans and study to show yourself approved. Okay, and then I study to show, I study to be quiet and we can all have a good time. You, know? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't, I don't argue scripture or anything like that. If you're like, I'm not a Christian or anything like that. Again, I told you guys, I do not identify with what people consider modern day Christianity. That's not no, no shade or anything like that against anything like that. It's just that we resonate with what we resonate with. But I was raised on the scriptures and I think um, that it has beautiful wisdom in it. Um, and it has a lot of practical advice in it if you know how to break it down. And I do believe that it's the word of God, okay? If you do not believe that, then that's fine. If you're just listening to be curious, I appreciate you. Um, if you're listening, you know, any other means, maybe you need to find another podcast that better suits your philosophies and your doctrine of how you choose to live your existence here on earth, okay? But as for me and mine, I am seeking more wisdom. I need more wisdom in everything and every way. And I want to hug wisdom, and it says embrace her. We read that in the previous chapter 6 and 7, all the way through the first chapter of Proverbs to embrace wisdom, okay? So let's continue to read here. What does Proverbs chapter 8 mean? What does it mean? Okay. Earlier in the book of Proverbs, wisdom was personified as a woman 
calling out in public to be heard. Solomon once again uses this metaphor depicting wisdom as she cries out from near and far to men to heed her call and listen to what she has to say. Wisdom message is not obscure so that no one cannot find it, okay? On the contrary, the basic principles of godly wisdom are so obvious that all people ought to hear and listen, okay? In contrast to those who are corrupt, crooked, or twisted, wisdom speaks noble, righteous, and true things. Her instructions is worth more than the finest gold, silver, and jewels. Now, we're going to take a pause there. I just said this, but I want to reiterate. Gold, silver, and jewels. You know, we love rubies. You guys know that I have a channel called Diamond Chronicles. I love diamonds, okay? That's my thing. I love it in a metaphorical sense. I love it as far as being an element here. And I love it as far as jewelry, something that you can wear to adorn yourself, okay, to decorate yourself or what have you. Um, but these are all elements of the earth. So wisdom is telling her instruction preceded anything that you consider valuable, any of the materialistic things that you would consider. Her instruction is older than that. So if something instruction is older than something I aspire to obtain, I think I want wisdom. I think I want wisdom. I'll take wisdom anytime, okay? So let's continue reading. This is true in both practical and spiritual ways. A person who starts with nothing but follows wisdom has a better chance of becoming successful than a foolish person who stumbles into wealth. From an eternal perspective, this is also true. Okay, The soul is worth infin infinitely more than anything we can obtain in life. Okay, So the, the soul is infinite. Okay, That means that it's not finite. It's infinite. It's everlasting. Wisdom teaches that the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. This fear is the kind of reverential, worshipful obedience that we shall rightfully offer to God. Okay. In contrast, that which disagrees with wisdom is pride, arrogance, and corruption. So we can also contrast here. Okay. Let's use our sanctified imaginations. Excuse me. I'm grabbing some water. Because we did read in the previous chapter where it spoke about the wicked imaginations, right? So your imagination could be wicked if it could be twisted, right? So if it says that wisdom was here before the foundations of the earth, anything, there's another thought process that was here as well before the earth. And that could be the thought process of pride, arrogance, and corruption. See how that goes? So you can watch somebody's life and said you would know them by their fruit. You can see if they're following pride, arrogance, or corruption. And you can see if they're following wisdom. It's not to put one above the other. What your, your life, your path. Okay, but I choose wisdom. Okay? And I'm going to keep choosing. I'm going to keep seeking. And I want to get a know or something. Else, okay? From, for a leader to be truly benevolent and just, they, they must use godly wisdom. This is a national application of the same benefits wisdom offers to individual people. She loves those who love her. That's wisdom right there. Okay. Once again, extolling the value of godly wisdom. Solomon knows that the effects of honoring God are better than fine gold and choice silver. Solomon also knows that wisdom existed before God created the earth and heavens. The depiction here of wisdom is something established by God before even the creation of the world speaks to God's perfection. At the same time, wisdom poetically speaks of being alongside 
the Lord as a master workman. This wording has led some to interpret this passage as a statement for Jesus, who was more literally with, with God in the beginning. However, this is a different context and not a literal representation of Christ. Rather, wisdom is an intrinsic part of how God created and enjoyed his work. Did you hear that? Wisdom is an intrinsic part of how God created, okay, and enjoyed his work. So there's, again, if this is how God creates and enjoys his work, there is a nemesis of that thought process. There's also another way of how something else would, would create their work, okay, and how they enjoy their work. There's always something for us to know because it's to help us to be able to look in the mirror at ourselves, okay? Returning to the theme of advice, wisdom urges human beings to listen to her and promises blessings to those who respond positively. She promises life to those who listen to her as well as favor from the Lord. However, excuse me, those who fail to find wisdom, those who ignore God's teaching, inflict injury on themselves and love death. They will ultimately be separated from God, okay? Very, very powerful. And again, that was from Bible Ref, okay? That was from BibleRef.com. Now let's go into Bible Hub, okay? BibleHub.com. The excellence of wisdom. Wisdom, majestic proclamation. Understanding the voice of divine insight. Proverbs 8 elevates wisdom from a mere concept to a divine entity. Let's look up entity here. You know, a lot of times like, oh, spooky. We don't need to know all of that. Well, there's more to life than meets the eye. Okay. And it's telling you right here. You know, the Bible is a very supernatural book. And again, okay, where the Bible and where the word of God is a supernatural book, there are also other things that are supernatural. So everything that, oh, mysterious, occult. Occult means mystery. And also it says that there's mysteries of God. So, there's ways you have, you can choose your path. You can choose to study the mysteries and the other ways of another entity. But I choose to study the ways of the entity of wisdom, okay? I need more wisdom. Wisdom is a thing with distinct or an independent existence, okay? It can mean an institution, an establishment, a body, a structure, a unit, a system, okay? It also could mean a being, life animation of vital force okay so that's what an entity is so when you hear these things like oh my god an entity no it's nothing to be afraid of Some, sometimes look up the words and break them down for yourself so that you won't be so adverse to certain words and you, you will close your ears down and you won't be able to hear the voice of wisdom okay so wisdom is not just a concept which i love it it can be conceptual it could be practical, you know, like affirmations. That's wisdom to be able to speak positive things because life and death is in the power of the tongue. See how I just matched that with the word of God. There are things that are concept as far as wisdom. There's earthly wisdom. OK, and that's a lot of the times the practical ways. You know, if you got to, you get up in the morning, it's practical and it's wisdom to wash your face and brush your teeth. Right. You removing the dirt and stuff, bacteria off your face. You, you brush your teeth to be able to keep your teeth. You know, and keep your, keep your mouth healthy, right? Those are practical, earthly wisdom type of ways of doing things, right? You want to lose weight, you got to work out. Most people call it common sense, but that's practical, okay? It's so practical and it's not, it's not as common that you have tons and tons of ways out here where people have been able to profit 
to be able to sell a certain concept, aspect of wisdom. This is how you want to lose weight. It's thousands of programs, maybe millions of programs that you can try to do. Okay. So that's earthly wisdom. You can have a person that's wise in their earthly wisdom, right? As conceptual concepts. You can see the concept that they uh, adhere to in their life. It works for them, right? If they adhere to the wisdom of being healthy, they're healthy. They adhere to the wisdom of being able to save and be good stewards over their money. They can have a level of wealth. They can build wealth and grow wealth. And that's to be admired. I think it's great. But I think that we need to go deeper as far as just not looking at wisdom as a concept. That's earthly wisdom. And we need to deify wisdom as an entity. And it's a divine will of God. Okay? An eternal companion of God and creating and organizing the universe. The chapter reminds us that wisdom is not elusive, but actively calls out to us from our everyday paths. Every, 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 everywhere you go, where there are gates and doors, and you go on in your, in your, your job, she's she right there talking. It reaffirms the true value of wisdom, emphasizing that richness of wisdom far exceeds material wealth. Again, you have a lot of people that are materially wealthy, and I think that that's great. And you can see there they have wisdom and they have wisdom principles in their life. They have a schedule. A lot of times they uh, begin to evolve and learn about whatever craft they're in or industry they're in. Um, they learn about the wisdom of how to be able to network and make relationships with people, business relationships. They learn about how to, you know, market themselves. Those are all aspects of wisdom. And that will help you to attain material wealth. But there is a wealth that is higher than that. Okay. It exceeds it. And that's the richness of wisdom. Okay. All right. Above all, it urges us to seek, listen, and hold on to wisdom for it is leads to life, favor of the Lord, and a fuller understanding of our world and divine order. Okay. Wisdom calls to humanity, verses 1 through 11. This chapter opens with wisdom personified. Standing at strategic locations like high places, crossroads, city entrances, calling out to humanity. You know, people say, well, I'm at the crossroads. I don't know to go this way. Wisdom is right there. You can ask, Lord, please give me wisdom for this. At certain entrances, you got to go to a new job, about to go to a new school, a new relationship, right? You can ask, Lord, as I enter into this, where's wisdom at? Let me talk to her. I need to know, Lord. Show me what you... In high places, you know. I'm, he's elevated me in promotion. Okay, well, in that promotion and that elevation, and you moving on up to the east side, you finally got a piece of the path. We need to ask where wisdom is at. Okay? I'm looking for wisdom where you at. You guys, companion, I want you to be mine too. Okay? All right. It establishes wisdom as not just valuable, but it's incomparable. It's superior even to the most precious earthly jewels and riches. Now, I didn't even know that this, this is a, these are, again, these are theologians from BibleRef.com and BibleHub. I didn't even know that he was going to say that, but I just, I said that earlier, that wisdom is not, there's no competition. There's, there's nothing that's more valuable than it. You can't even compare it because it was here before the earth. So anything that you find in the earth is still not comparable to wisdom. It's valuable. Right, according to the earthly things, right? The jewels and the riches, but it's not comparable to wisdom. Okay? So that's just something that's a very deep thought process to kind of like, might want to like ponder on it. I think I'm going to ponder on it a little bit later myself. Um, okay, part two. This is verses 12 through 21 of chapter 8. 
It's talking about wisdom, justice, and prudence. Let's go ahead and look up prudence as well before we get into reading that. I like to cross-reference my commentary with the theologian's commentary. Okay? All right. And I know you are like, you ain't going to... You, you ain't no feel Well, I went to Bible school for a little bit. I went for a little bit, okay? I ended up moving. It just didn't work out. It was, you know, too far, and I didn't drive, and just what it was, okay? It wasn't uh, the particular place for me at that point, but then I began to do a self-study, and then I also have listened to several uh, theologians and teachers and stuff like that, people that are way more astute and learned than I am, and I have learned from them, okay? All right, so let's look at prudence. Prudence, is, uh, prudence means wisdom. It means judgment, shrewdness. Also, common sense. All right. It means foresight. Okay. Carefulness, right? It's not, it's not to be scared. People, are you scary? And no, I just want to be careful. I want to be, I want to have prudence. Okay. I, I can probably grow in prudence and grow in wisdom. I, I need more common sense because things are uncommon now. You know, the world has changed. The, the way things are in 2024 is not how they were 10 years ago in 2014. Not even 20 years ago, in 2004. The world is completely different. I'm older. That Everything is different. Stuff is different. The leadership in whatever country you're in is different. It change, That changes every four years. Things change. Things change in the workplace. Things change in the family. Some people die. Some people, some people want to get married. Some people, you know, you, you have kids. The kids are getting older. They're in different schools. Things is always changing. So what was once common because becomes uncommon. So I want to have more common sense and more prudence, okay? It's to be careful uh, in today's society as well because more people are on a hair trigger. More people are walking around in anger or lust because that's a lot of times we see a lot of violence, a lot, a lot of lust. They're walking around anger and lust and greed. So when you have those emotions swirling around in people, they're a hair trigger away from you can possibly get hurt. So it's not to be, you know, oh, I'm scared, but I want to be prudent. I want to have common sense. So where if I can observe or see somebody's kind of fidgeting and acting kind of weird and they displaying wrath, I'm not going to be around you, you know. Or if I can see somebody that's full of greed and stuff like that, I'm not going to do business with you. If you're so greedy, you might, you know, snake me so you can get. So these are these are things that we need to know, okay. All right, let's proceed to read part two. Here, wisdom is shown as the path to justice, prudence, and knowledge. It leads rulers to rule rightly. And it is the source of real and lasting wealth. Wisdom describes her rewards as better than silver, gold, or any material wealth. Now, part three, the origins and role of wisdom in creation. This is verses 22 through 31. Wisdom unveils her origin, describing herself as being formed before the creation of the world. It highlights the significant role wisdom played in the creation of the universe and its elements. How she was there with God as a master craftsman and the joy she found in his presence and in humanity. So wisdom loves humanity. Isn't that beautiful? So if wisdom loves humanity. There is also an opposite of that of something that does not love humanity. See how that goes? So let's continue to read. Uh, this is part one, two, three, part four. Verses 32 through 36. Wisdom's invitation. She's inviting you in blessings. This chapter concludes with wisdom's plea to listen to her. Please listen to me. That's what she's saying. The blessings that come to those who keep her ways and the dire consequences of ignoring her. You know, everything ain't meant to be ghosted. 
You know, I know we're in the day and age where we ghost stuff. You know, I, you know, ghosting means you just kind of go ghost. You ain't, you ain't around. But wisdom is not to be ghosted, okay? She's certainly not to be ignored. There's consequences to that. It establishes the bond between finding wisdom and finding life. And how rejection of wisdom leads to harm. Proverbs 8 is an eloquent narrative that personifies wisdom as a divine entity calling out to humanity. The chapter continues to discourse on with the discourse on wisdom and understanding initiated in the preceding chapters of Proverbs, underscoring the significance of wisdom in leading a successful and righteous life. It portrays wisdom as eternal, valuable, influential, joyous, and above all, instrumental in creating and ordering the universe. I'm going to turn this fan on. Hopefully it does not make any noises on here, guys. Let me see if my stuff is plugged up. I'm sorry, I'm going to take a little oh, intermission, guys. A little intermission, okay? Let's see if my plug is plugged up here. But isn't that beautiful? I think it is very beautiful. And I think that we need to kind of all ponder on wisdom, okay? And be appreciative that wisdom is older than any type of thought process that we can possibly have. Okay? There we go. Get a little... Give me a little air, okay? Wisdom is older than any thought process ever, ever. And I think I love the beautiful thing about it is, is that Solomon, he prayed for, he said, Lord, give me wisdom. And it pleased the Lord so much, he gave him the other stuff. So what Solomon said, Lord, give me an eternal thought process of how you work, how you created things, how you everlasting Give me some of that. And I think that's beautiful. And he embraced wisdom. So I want to embrace wisdom as well. So what are the themes in Proverbs 8? The themes is wisdom as a divine attribute. Okay? I want I want this attribute. I want it. All right? I want it real bad. Okay? So let's look up attribute. Attribute definition. Regard something as being caused by. Okay? Assign, a credit, impute, a lot, right? Okay, so I want to be assigned. I want to be assigned with wisdom. The eternal nature of wisdom. Wisdom's influence on justice and prudence. The value of wisdom over material wealth. And the joy of being in wisdom's presence. The topics are the proclamation of wisdom. Wisdom origins, where does she come from? Wisdom's influence in creation before the earth was created, okay, while it was being created, and after it was created, and how and, and now, okay. Wisdom invitation to mankind. She's inviting you. I'm inviting you, mankind, to partake of my thought process and how I think and how I emote and what I hate and what I serve and what I delight in. This is something that predates you by millions and billions and trillions of years. You don't even know how old I am. Okay. So isn't that, that's crazy. Isn't that great? All right. The benefits of embracing wisdom. Okay. And the people is talking about wisdom personified. God, the creator and readers or seekers, us, we're seekers of wisdom. Okay. The locations in this text, it's important to know the locations of things. Okay. You don't know where you're located. You don't know where you're going. Is the high places along the way, at the crossroads, the entrances 
of City Gates and the beginning of God's creation. And then again, on Bible Hub, this has something a bit different in Bible Ref. On Bible Hub, you can go after the fact and ask Bible study questions. So this would be great if you have a like, Bible study in your home with your, with your people, with your fam, or if you're having it, you know, at, a, at a, uh, your local setting, at your local church. Um, sometimes they have those, like they have them for like teenagers Bible study and different classes. I know when I used to go to Second Ebenezer in Detroit, Michigan, I actually liked that when we had Bible study, it wasn't just everybody in the same room. They would have teenagers Bible study. And I was a teen at the time, so I would go there. And then we would all be, you know, learning about the same thing, but they were teaching it a different style. They would have it for the children, and then they had it for the adults. So that's just a little little something, a little black backstory. But uh, you could use this, uh, the Bible study questions, in order to ask questions uh, to other people to act, you know, the, the test their comprehension and things of that nature. So I think that this was beautiful. This was short and sweet today. Okay. I'm going to sit back and relax, read a little bit, maybe watch myself a little movie. Hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend and get you some rest, get you some recreation, you know what I'm saying? Get you some good food, stuff like that. I myself, okay, as a shameless plug, you guys should go to Diamond Chronicles. That's the word diamond and the word chronicles, okay, uh, to go check out some recipes. And I've been working on a lot of vegetarian and vegan recipes. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian, but I have been eating that way um, so far, and I've really been enjoying it. Now. In my youth, I was a vegetarian for two and a half years, and I and look, I enjoy it. I love cooking. I can cook without meat. It doesn't. So I've been trying out different type of recipes. Today, I made vegan chicken drumsticks. Yes, there's such a thing. I didn't know it myself. Um, and you guys can go check it out. It's made out of something called yuba, um, and it's made out of tofu skin. So if you're like, I don't like tofu, hey, try the skin out, because the skin to me, absorbs more flavor okay i was able to get that skin immersed in that chicken bouillon and not go look it up it's up there and it's very easy to make um it's very fun to make you get your kids involved get your boo thing get your man get your woman involved and just say you know we're gonna eat a little bit you know just some vegetables tonight and they're gonna be like what no we got some vegan chicken drumsticks and they're gonna taste good you're gonna like them you can even fry them up some of the people get really creative where you can fry them up like kfc you can trick your family hey, eat some of this kfc and it's actually vegan chicken drumsticks. They're really good. So if you're into the cooking thing, I also have a little bit of comedy on there for you as well. For a little comedic relief because life is hard for everybody. So laughter is good for the soul, okay? It makes your, your heart merry. You can check out a few of my shorts that I have on there to kind of make you laugh. And then I have a few makeup tips, okay? A few makeup tips. I've been learning from the makeup gods, if you will, the girls and the gods, okay? Um, I've been learning how to do makeup to get... If you're new to makeup like I am, you just like to play around with it, go check out some of the makeup tips as well. And then I have also some workouts for us plus size girls or just anybody. It doesn't matter what your body shape is. But as important as wisdom, right? Earthly wisdom. But it's wisdom for us to be able to try to take care of our bodies. Okay, and I'm working on that. Um, just like I hope that you guys are as well. So that is Diamond Chronicles. Go check it out for my other things. Or you could just head out and just stay here on this Humble Dane platform. Where you can listen to some of this uh, beautiful content I have coming out. I love the psychology, spiritual aspect. I get deep over here. Okay, these are the deep things that we kind of get into. Um, but I'm not as deep as wisdom. So I'm humbling myself before the Most High. And I'm humbling myself before wisdom as I seek her and embrace her. And I want more common sense in this uncommon world. This is Diamond 
Chronicles, also known as Humble Day. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day, wonderful afternoon, night, weekend, work week, what have you. Have a good year. Peace.